welcome to the Raising Grace podcast. This is Sheila's take. Here I, Sheila, give my thoughts on things. Thoughts come up all the time, all over the place thoughts. Here I'll give you a little snippet of my brain. Sometimes they will be serious, other times funny, sometimes spiritual, other times not at all. Take a peek through this small window of my brain. I'm not an expert in anything and I don't have any fancy titles. I'm just a human trying to figure things out as I go. Join me. This past week, my son got his bike stolen and it was my fault. I love how close we are to the school. It's a little over a mile and we can get to school on most of the bike trail and back roads, so it's pretty safe too. In fact, my six-year-old got off her training wheels this summer just so she could ride her bike with me. And I told her no training wheels on the way to school. And so she worked her tail off and got a little bit bigger bike so she could ride her bike to school with me. And she has really been the reason that we ride most days of the week. And I'm so loving it. My son is nine and has proved his ability to ride into school alone a few days a week. We rode the route together several times and he proved to me that he could be safe. My husband is a biking fanatic and an extreme safety fanatic. The safety rules on bikes in this house are no joke. I shout rules out as we are biking constantly. The kids have the rules memorized. Always stop at the stop signs. Always turn the flashers on if you can turn the flashers on. Everybody has lights on. We flash the lights on the backpacks. Always call it out when you're coming up on someone else. Always make yourself known to other vehicles. Always maintain eye contact with cars upon crossing the road. Always wait. No eye contact, no crossing. So, My son, after reciting these rules to us, got a pass to start going into school a little earlier. This is really exciting for him. He hates school. I don't know why he wants to go in earlier, but I'm calling this a win. He usually leaves around five minutes before me, uh, before me and the girls go. This particular day was a little chilly and me and the girls decided not to bike in because we are fair weather bikers. But the boy had some work he wanted to get done, so he biked in even in the 35 degree weather. Here's my mistake. I had forgotten that he had an appointment that afternoon. Now, not a doctor's appointment, not something super important that everybody pulls their kids out of school for. No, no, no. I took my son to get his hair cut. I have three children and I choose not to take three children into a hair salon. I also have been banned from cutting my children's hair. So that's not an option as well. So here we are. I pull my son out of school. We're going to the hair salon. Honestly, we had some really great one-on-one time, which when you have three children is really hard to find one-on-one time with each of them. I'm constantly feeling like somebody's getting less love and affection from me. And I'm constantly just imagining how much therapy they're going to need because mom ignored them in the car on that Thursday afternoon. So yeah, I pulled my son from school to get a much-needed haircut. In the process of getting his haircut, he had asked the stylist if she could throw in some color. Bright red. To which I surprisingly agreed. It helps that I'm a redhead, and I want him to be a redhead. Everybody needs to be a redhead. That's just, you know, he knew what my weaknesses were, so here we are. The whole ordeal took much longer than expected, and we barely made it back in time to pick up my daughter from school. So when we got to the school, he was showing off his new locks to everyone because he looked pretty awesome. I figured, what the hell? It's just color. Washes out. 
makes him happy. Let's do this. In the excitement of the hair and the rush to go get the six-year-old, we forgot about the bike. So the bike stayed at the school overnight, not locked up. And sure enough, the next morning, it was gone. My son was devastated, of course. We immediately filed a police report, did our online due diligence, posted in all the community groups. Everybody was looking for bikes. I was driving all over the neighborhood. No bike. So in the last week, most nights have ended in tears. If the bike comes up, he has to leave the table. He can't even talk about it. He doesn't want a new bike. He wants his bike. And he has opinions about what's going to happen to those kids if he finds them. There's something about getting something stolen whether it be a bike or a car or any item that's yours that is not theirs. It is so personal. While a person who stole your thing may not know you, know who you are, what the impact this stolen item may leave on you, it's still personal. It feels like they personally attacked you. For my son, this bike was a milestone. It was his first 24-inch bike, really nice shifters, great components. Like I said, my husband's a bike guy. He helped pick it out. He helped negotiate the price. He helped upgrade those components. He really took ownership of this bike. This bike also gave him freedom. Freedom to ride to school alone and independence, something he so desired as a nine-year-old. So he probably feels like some of his freedoms were taken from him. He probably feels like his things aren't safe. Like maybe he isn't safe. I don't really know how to handle this situation, you guys. What is the lesson that I'm trying to teach him? Besides lock your bike up and don't leave it at school. I don't want this to teach him that all people are bad. I want him to have faith in humanity, even when it is so hard to do so. I want him not to worship material items and to know that items are replaceable, but I'm also mad for him. I'm mad that some high school kids thought it would be fun to grab a bike from an elementary school. I'm mad that I left the damn bike at school. I'm mad that the bike getting stolen ruined the day that I had planned for my son. My son's not remembering getting his hair done. He's remembering what that caused. And what that caused was for us to forget his bike. Maybe in this moment, my opportunity is to teach him forgiveness. Explaining forgiveness to a child is going to be difficult. Adults have a hard enough time with this concept. I could say, we can get you a new bike, son. We can we can get you a solid bike lock even, but we can't force you to forgive. Only you can do that. That has to be a choice you make. I look back over my childhood and I see years of grudges. I can still think of those moments my friends or family failed me horribly in some way, shape, or form. And I held on to those moments. And I held on to them so long that honestly, I am struggling to let them go 40 years later. Those moments of anger and high emotion have become part of me, and I am not proud of that. Yeah, I think forgiveness. Forgiveness is the lesson I want to teach him. So here's what I did. I Googled how to teach forgiveness because that seems like the best route at this point uh, that Google is my expert. I found several great suggestions. All of those links will be in my show notes, but here are the cliff notes for you. Forgiveness isn't saying what happened is fair or good. Rather, it's saying I'm deciding to let go of my hurt 
and angry feelings toward that person, even though they hurt me. That's something that a uh, greatschools.org suggested. That sounds nice. That sounds nice. But is that going to work in the real world? As parents, I think our job is to be the model. That's what I'm told. That's what Google said. Be the model. You have to show them how this works. You have to be the forgivers. Well, honestly, this sounds hard. So I don't know. I've been in therapy for years. I'm just trying to figure this out. And that's me with a great childhood and very little trauma throughout my life. It makes sense, though. If I can't show my son how to forgive the little things that happen in my life, how can he be expected to forgive those big things? That means I have to forgive my husband. I have to forgive my children. I have to forgive myself all the time. No more reminding my spouse how he has done it wrong a million times before, but forgive past offenses, even the one from last Tuesday when I lost the game of Dishes Chicken, Dishes Chicken, which I will probably explain in a future episode. Here's my favorite suggestion. Write a note, take up a pen and paper, and write a letter to the person who hurt you. We don't have the opportunity to give our offender this letter necessarily, but the point is, My son is going to get his feelings down on paper. Now, I love this idea, but my son hates writing. Maybe if I let him write curse words, he will be more willing to do this one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be a thing I'm going to do. As long as the letter is constructive, including how he felt hurt, how he feels now, and how he could suggest what the people uh, could have done differently instead of stealing his bike. Most importantly, the end of the letter with some sort of expression of forgiveness and understanding. Again, this might be hard for me, and it will definitely be hard for my son. Last part uh, that I found on Google was from the Mayo Clinic website that says, forgiveness can even lead to feelings of understanding, empathy, and compassion for the one who hurt you. Benefits of forgiveness include healthier relationships, improved mental health, less anxiety, stress, and hostility, lower blood pressure, fewer symptoms of depression, a stronger immune system, improved health, improved self-esteem. Listen, I get that parenting is hard, and even thinking about forgiveness in some instances is real hard. No matter how many times I tell you that your immune system is going to improve if you just forgive, it's hard. We are all here just doing the best we can. Listen, friend, I don't have all the answers, but I know I'm going to give this a try. I'm going to give this a try with my kids. I'm going to give this a try with my son. I'm going to give this a try with myself. So your job this week is to go find forgiveness, especially if the ones you are forgiving don't deserve it. Forgiveness is for yourself, not for them. Thank you for listening to Sheila's Take. If you liked this podcast, please rate and review it. Share it with your friends and family. And if you really like this podcast, consider donating to the project on Patreon. We are Raising Grace Podcast. Find all the important links in the show notes. Thank you.